the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, which enriches us, it nourishes us, it directs us, and it uh, gives us the confidence that we need to walk with you, Lord. So we bless you. We pray that today would be a day of great blessings, that people would just receive you into their heart. And those who already know you, Father, that they would just sense a newness, a revival in their hearts. So, Lord, we praise you, we bless you, and thank you, and ask that you would anoint this time as we continue in Deuteronomy, that you would just pierce our hearts, that we would know what you would like us to learn. And I thank you for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, this is our third week looking at the book of Devarim, which means um, which means words, and uh, you would know it as Deuteronomy. We're going to continue with this third parasha, the third portion. But first, uh, let me remind you that um, this will be the last week that we will make the offer for the. Uh, Shabbat Haggadah booklet. Um, You know what I've said, begin a tradition in your home based on God's word that will hold your family together, draw, draw your neighbors and friends to God, and keep your children focused on him too. This is the blessing of Shabbat. So please make a gift of $5 or more, and we will send you out a Haggadah, but if you would like five or more, uh, please just send a gift uh, equaling three dollars each or more. And uh, I certainly suggest having many of them on hand because that's how they work best. Uh, I'd love to 
hear from you about how these Haggadahs have um, enriched your time as a family. I'd love to get emails like that. So send send me your emails at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. In terms of the uh, purchasing of the Haggadahs, call Karen, 813-831-5673, Monday through Friday, 10 to 4, or leave a message on the phone. She'll get back to you. Also, I want to remind you about Jewish Jewels. Um, That's a TV program. Neil and Jamie Lash will be speaking at Sharesh David. They are just wonderful Messianic teachers and have been on the TV, I don't know how many years, but it's got to have been a lot. They're trailblazers, so to speak, in the Messianic movement. You can get to hear them and meet them at our services. And so we are extremely excited uh, about them coming. Uh, They will be here Friday in St. Pete, August the 25th, and Saturday, August the 26th in the Tampa Congregation. For more information, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And let me also thank all of you who have come to our uh, Paul Wilbur worship uh, service this past weekend. Um, I, I pray that you were greatly blessed. Again, if you would like to send me emails, I would love to hear from you. So the third parsha we're talking about is called Ekev, which means as a result. And it comes from the first line, as we've been talking about, of the parsha in Deuteronomy 7.12. It says, then it will happen as a result of your listening to these ordinances when you keep and do them, that Adonai, your God, will keep with you the covenant kindness that he swore to your fathers. Uh, The NASB says loving kindness. The NIV says love. um, But uh, the TLV says covenant kindness. And and God is saying as a result of obedience, uh, the covenant which was made with our fathers will be kept with us. Now, the part of the parsha I'd like to focus on is found in Deuteronomy 8 and 9. So let's start with Deuteronomy 8.1. It says, You are to take care to do the whole mitzvah, the whole commandment, that I am commanding you today so that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that Adonai swore to your fathers. You are to remember all the way that Adonai your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness in order to humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his mitzvot or his commandments or not. So the first thing that we see is um, actually going back to chapter 7, verse 12. It's all about obeying and keeping the covenant. In chapter 8, 1, which we just read, 1 and 2, it's obey so that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land. And so 
God is telling us that he is going to bless us as we obey. I think this is a fairly simple concept. And then in chapter uh, uh, 8, verse 2, it says, remember. So these are the two key themes that run through pretty much all the Hebrew scriptures. Number one, remember. Number two, obey. Now, in verse 2, it says, You were led in the wilderness in order to humble you to see what was in your heart, whether you were going to keep God's commandments or not. So, notice the relationship with these words, humble, heart, and obey. And I believe here God is saying that you need a humble heart in order to really obey. Now, we've talked about humility a few months ago. Humble means to have an accurate view of yourself and be other-oriented, focused on others rather than yourself. I'll tell you, I've been spending a lot of time in and discussing humility. We've done this now five or six weeks in a row in our Bible study on Tuesday evenings. And we see here in Numbers 12.3, now the man Moses was very humble, more than anyone on the face of the earth. Of course, he wrote that. (laughs) How could anyone write that about himself and be humble? Remember the definition, a correct and accurate view of self and focused on others. Look at his life. It was always focused more on others than himself. All throughout Scripture, humility is a key characteristic of the one who believes in the Lord. Even Second Chronicles 7.14, which we're so familiar with, it says, When my people, over whom my name is called, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We see Yeshua teachings coming from that Hebrew scripture when he said in Matthew twenty three twelve, whoever exalts himself shall be humbled and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. And in Deuteronomy 8.3, it says, He afflicted you and let you hunger. Then he fed you manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, in order to make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of Adonai. And, And we see, before we look at this verse in particular, we still see the humility required here, to understand that every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, that's what we're living. That, that's our life. That's how we live. And so we need to have humility to do that, to understand it, and, and to really live that way. So once again, um, based on Deuteronomy 8.3, we see Yeshua uses Scripture from Deuteronomy to come against Hasatan, the devil, in Matthew 4. Let's read 1 through 4. Then Yeshua was led by the Spirit 
into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. But Yeshua replied, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yeshua is quoting Deuteronomy. Again, he shows us that the entire word of God is powerful. Let us not dismiss the Hebrew scriptures. Yeshua certainly didn't dismiss it. I even had a call this week from a gentleman who said, you know, he didn't understand why some of the churches are seemingly dismissing the Hebrew scriptures when Yeshua quoted them so often. And I would have to agree with that. Look, God's word is powerful. It is nourishment. It is required for living. And, you know, the desert experience was to teach humility. Embrace the desert experience as God has something for you to learn. Now, as we continue in Deuteronomy 8, let's take a look at verse 11. Take care that you do not forget Adonai your God by keeping his mitzvot or his commandments, his ordinances and statutes that I'm commanding you today. Otherwise, when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and lived in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and silver and gold multiplies for you and all that is yours multiplies, then your heart will be haughty and you will forget Adonai your God. Here it is again. How many times does God have to tell us not only to remember, but he also says, do not forget, right? So don't become arrogant and proud. Don't become haughty. Look, this is not for God's benefit. This is for our benefit. He is discipling us. He is trying to teach us how to live. So we see here, as we continue in verse 17 of Deuteronomy 8, you may say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has made me this wealth. Rather, you are to remember, I deny your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth in order to establish his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So here again, we are seeing this repetition. And and it it continues in verse 19. Now, if you do forget Adonai your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you will certainly perish like the nations Adonai make perish before you, so you will perish since you would not listen to the voice of Adonai your God. It's all about staying humble, not making it about ourselves. We are to say, we're not to say that our hands have made our wealth. God gives us the power to make wealth, the purpose to keep his covenant with our fathers. He is showing the world who he is by helping us and blessing us. So, Again, 
don't worship other gods. If you do, you will perish. And I, I would just say this. How many times does he either say remember or don't forget? This is the theme throughout. And when he says we'll perish, I'm not sure that actually means he's going to kill us all but or kill all the Jews. But what he is saying is that either physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, or in our relationships, we're going to have some major areas of problems because God is going to do something. And in some cases, yeah. He will allow our people to die to set an example for the others. We need to learn from Scripture. We need to put God first in our lives. So if we were to review chapter 8, and we've only gone through a few verses of it, number one, we're to remember. Number two, what we are to remember is to obey. (laughs) Number three, God's word is powerful. It brings us life and it nourishes us. Number four, humility. Humble yourself, right? Humble yourself. So we go now to Deuteronomy 9, verse 3, and it says, But you will know today that Adonai, your God, is the one who is crossing over before you as a devouring fire. He will destroy them, meaning the enemy, and he will bring them down before you so that you may drive them out and make them perish quickly as Adonai has promised you. You see, God is saying it again. God is the one who's protecting you. He goes before you. Immediately after he says that, God says once again in verse 4, After Adonai, your God, has driven them out from before you, do not say in your heart, it is because of my righteousness that Adonai has brought me in to possess this land. How many times do you want to hear it? God is saying, stay humble. And in verse uh, 6, it says, So you should understand that it is not because of your righteousness that Adonai, your God, is giving you this land to possess. For you are a stiff-necked people. Hmm, don't like that one bit. So God is saying, once again, humble yourself. Now look, this is not just a Hebrew scripture idea to humble yourself. The entire New Covenant is talking about humility and humbling ourselves, just the way Yeshua humbled himself. And we see that in, certainly in Philippians 2. So the next, <clears throat> the next part of uh, chapter 9, Moses retells how rebellious the people were at the time of the Ten Commandments. We then see the amazing humility of Moses, as he could have been frustrated and upset with the people. He could have said, I told you so, or can't you ever learn? How many times do I have to go through this? But listen what it says in Deuteronomy 9.25. So I threw myself down before Adonai those 40 day and 40 nights because Adonai had said he would destroy you. I prayed to Adonai and said, O Lord Adonai, do not destroy your people, your inheritance, 
that you have redeemed through your greatness and brought out from Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pay no attention to the stubbornness of this people or to their wickedness or their sin. Otherwise, the land from which you brought us out may say, because Adonai was not able to bring them into the land that he spoke of to them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to kill them in the wilderness. Yet they are your people, your inheritance that you brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm. Look, intercession for others shows humility as you care for others before yourself. We can't seem to get away from the need for humility. Know what humility looks like. Honestly identify if you have humble characteristics. Meditate on scriptures that are examples of humility. We see a reasonable question and a wonderful answer in Micah. It says in Micah 6, 6, 8, with what shall I come before Adonai? With what shall I bow myself before God on high? Shall I present him with burnt offerings, with year-old calves? Will Adonai be pleased with thousands of rams and hordes of rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my belly for the sin of my soul? He has told you, humanity or people, what is good and what Adonai is seeking from you. Only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. This is what the Lord says. A description of pride is evident in James 4. It talks about where quarrels and conflicts come from. They're within us. You know, we crave things we don't have. And and he calls us uh, adulteresses. And, and so... Uh, you can read that on your own. We're, we're losing some of our time here. But it does say in James 4 that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God but resist the devil and he will flee from you. Look, we resist the devil by humility. Being humble is what God is saying. Finally, this Solution is found in 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Likewise, you younger ones, submit yourself to the elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that he may lift you up at the appropriate time. Cast all your worries on him, for he cares for you. Well, look. We don't have any more time in the show today, but I I would like to just uh, mention for a last time, if you want the Shabbat booklets of these Haggadahs, you need to call Karen today, leave a message. Um, They will do amazing things. If you use them each week, each Friday night, what a blessing it would be in your household. You will see it. But I'd like you to email me and let me know that what I say is true. If you'd send a gift of uh, $5 or more for one or $3 for, uh, or more uh, for each extra one, um, we'd be happy to send them out to you. Okay? 
Call Karen, 813-831-5673. You can also email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Don't forget Neil and Jamie Lash of Jewish Jewels, August 25th, Friday in St. Pete, August 26th in Tampa. Call Karen again for more information, 813-831-5673. May the power of God's word and his spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Amen? Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.